Together, growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, from verse 1 to verse 13. At that time when the Pharisees gathered together to Jesus with some of the scribes, we had come from Jerusalem. They saw that some of his disciples ate with hands defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, observing the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they purify themselves. And there are many other traditions which they observe, the washing of cups and of pots and of vessels of bronze. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with hands defiled? And he said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. You leave the commandments of God and hold fast the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother. And he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or his mother, what you would have gained from me is koban, that is, given to God. Then you no longer permit me to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God through your tradition, which you hand on and many such things you do. It's an interesting reading, and yet it, it, it is intricate in many aspects. Is Jesus against tradition? Or is it talking about what we make this more important than the other? And I think that's probably what he's talking about. Because if you go back and you read what the Mosaic law had said, the washing of hands, the washing of cups and of the vessels, it has some spiritual significance. And the main spiritual significance was you cannot put into yourself that which is defiled. But you see this tradition creeping into our Christian Catholic tradition as well. That we talk about going to confession first before going to communion. That tradition comes from there. But you see its richness when we, when we explain it and say, how can I receive the body and blood of Christ in a state of sin. I need to be purified. 
I need to be cleansed. I need to be made ready. Then I can receive this as a gift. St. Paul argues in Corinthians chapter 7 where he says, Unless I eat this worthily, I bring upon myself a curse. So Jesus, in my analysis of this text, is not against tradition. There's value in tradition. There's value in certain principles. You know, we come into a Catholic church and the moment you enter a door, we dip our fingers, our hands in a baptismal font and we make the sign of the cross. That itself is a purifying rite coming from the world, coming from a place of profane and entering into the sacred space. Go back to that principle in the book uh, of Exodus when the Lord asked Moses to take off his shoes for his entering a holy ground. So this concept of profane and sacred is important and it's there. And under no circumstances do I think that the Lord is against it. And so we still are asked to remain and to uphold such great customs. But one needs to understand that they shouldn't be above God. And this is one of the greatest principles that we learn in enculturation. If you go back to that beautiful encyclical of uh, John Paul the Great, great uh, Ecclesia in Africa, the church in Africa, where he talks about enculturation and his basic argument of enculturation as stems from incarnation. Incarnation, it is God taking our humanity. So the gospel is the guide, the message, and the means of our salvation. So the customs, the traditions, they should be there in order to help us to understand the gospel more. They are not there to stand against the gospel. That isn't the case. And so what Jesus challenges here, he says, you are putting the, 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 the customs, the tradition, at the expense of the gospel. Yes, it's good to, to do all those things, but I need your heart to be pure. I need your ways to be pure. I need to see that you love your neighbor. I need to see that you care for those who are bowed down. I need to know that the stranger has found a home in you. And that is, for me, the most important thing here. That in, in as much as we uphold the principles and the traditions, we must never ignore nor neglect the word of God.
And it is what Jesus is saying Isaiah wants us to remember. That it is the pure heart that I need. It is the good principles, the people that worship me, the people that live by my doctrines. That is what is needed in our lives. But if you go deeper into what the Lord says in the Gospels, he says, if you think I came to, to break or to cancel the laws and traditions, no, I have not done, I have not come to do that. He says, I've come to fulfill it. And you go to the Gospel of John chapter 10. He says, I have come so that you may have life. And this, for me, becomes absolutely beautiful when one talks about evangelization. That we should respect that the Holy Spirit has been in people's cultures. That what Christ does He elevates our human customs, human traditions, and he redeems us by his mercy. Dear brothers and sisters, under no circumstances am I saying everything in the tradition is good. No, I'm not saying that. And we know that there are some traditions and customs that are not of God, that are inhumane. And those, as we understand in our principles in incarnation and enculturation, those need to be purified. And if they cannot be purified, we need to cast them out. But there's so much goodness in human culture. There's so much worth in our tradition. And those things stems from principles that only God can give us. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy. Hail our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Today do we cry, poor, banished children of Eve. Today do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious Advocate, that eyes of mercy towards us, that after this our exile show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving. O sweet Virgin Mary, the Almighty God bless and protect you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.